What's going on, everybody? This is Matt Rinke, the founder of Illumination Wealth. I'm very excited to uh, be discussing a timely topic with one of my uh, most trusted colleagues, Norman Mangina, who is a CFP and a senior advisor at Illumination Wealth. And so uh, because of what's top of mind for most people beyond the election is that many people have to start thinking about their health insurance and their other employee benefit decisions that roll around this time of year. So. Norman's our expert, our specialist in this topic, and uh, so I thought we would have him on. So, Norman, welcome. Yeah, thanks, Matt. You know, I, I definitely agree. Like, health, uh, employee benefits and health insurance is a really important thing for people to to understand and get right. It can be a really expensive line item in their budget. Uh, you know, we've we've seen families uh, paying health insurance premiums of thirty thousand dollars a year. So. It can be a big expense and uh, there are definitely ways to save and to choose the right plan for you that's going to be cost effective. So, Yeah, yeah, no, I know it's, it is, and it's always changing and it seems like premiums are always rising. It's just getting more right. and more expensive, uh, you know, and the cost of health insurance is growing faster than other people's incomes or other areas of which they spend. So yeah, it's a big, a big thing to, thing to crack. And so I thought I'd ask a few questions and start on the health insurance side because that's pretty much applicable to everybody. Yeah. Not everybody has employee benefits and we can touch on some of those things at, at the end. Uh, sure. But when people now either are going on the exchange and looking up their health insurance options, what are some of the key things that perhaps from a financial perspective that they should be thinking about as it comes to their health insurance decision that they're going to make? Right, right. Well, you know, there's, I always say there's, there's a financial component to every decision and there's a personal component. And, you know, before we get into the financial components, one of the things you really need to consider is uh, the doctors that you're seeing currently. Yep. Can you see those same doctors on the, the health insurance plans that you're looking at? That's a, an important part of it. If, if, you're not, if you're not stuck on going to the same doctor, then yeah, you, you have more options. You, you can choose another plan that may be more financially uh, beneficial for you. Um, and so some of the financial factors you wanna look at are definitely the deductible and the out-of-pocket maximum, right? The deductible is you know, what you pay uh, out-of-pocket before the insurance company starts paying, and out-of-pocket maximum is the most you'll pay in a year. Uh, so those are two important numbers to know. Uh, beyond that, you want to understand the coinsurance and copayments. So coinsurance is typically a percentage of the cost that you pay, uh, and the insurance company pays the rest. Copayments are what a lot of people are used to. It's going spending $10 or $20 every time you go to the doctor. It's a flat dollar amount. Uh, and what's, what a lot of people do is they wind up choosing the plan that has the lowest copayments. I only want to pay $10 when I go see the doctor. But what they also need to be looking at is the insurance premium. How much premium are you paying uh, for that kind of benefit? Because the insurance company uh, is, is not just going to give you that for free. They're not just going to give you the, the low copayment co without uh, charging you an appropriate premium. So when you're looking at insurance plans, you need to factor all those things in. How much is it going to cost you in premiums? What's your co-insurance or co-payment? And what's the most you might have to pay under that plan? 
Yeah, no, that, that, that's huge. I think a lot of people kind of look to, how do we not have big out-of-pocket costs? But the premium is the only guaranteed out-of-pocket cost that you're going to have. And so that needs to be the focal point, I think, from starting the evaluation, not just what is my deductible going to be, or I have a big deductible, or I don't have a copay. It's the premium is the guaranteed cost. So right. important, important to think about when you're you know managing or making some of the you know, decisions that they're going to be making. And so, you know, what do you see typically as the trade-off between, you know, premium costs on a monthly basis or, you know, out-of-pockets? Like, how do those things interplay with one another generally? Yeah, so, so generally, the more you pay in premiums, the less you're going to pay in co-payments and co-insurance. Uh, usually the lower your deductible and out-of-pocket maximums are. Uh, so you're, you're paying this large premium for the benefit of having lower uh, out-of-pocket costs. And so there's a, uh, a risk that you're, you're having the insurance company take, right? But if you're willing to take on more of the risk, if you're generally a healthy person, don't have a lot of medical issues, uh, you're probably better off choosing a plan that's got a lower premium, uh, uh, a lower premium, but has a higher, maybe has higher out-of-pocket costs uh, because it's, it's likely that the savings that you're going to get from the premiums are going to outweigh maybe that extra cost that you have uh, for co-payments or co-insurance or deductibles. Um, it's typically what, what we see. Yeah. Yeah, and I really want to stress that point for, for everyone listening is that many times the amount of out-of-pocket costs that you will have if you go to a higher deductible plan, if you're going to incur more out-of-pocket costs, don't amount to the amount that you will save by going with a lower premium plan. So your monthly premium costs that are going to save you money in comparison to an out-of-pocket, your additional out-of-pocket costs due to the higher deductible or higher co-pays. Now, that's not always true. And I think, you know, right. some people might have health issues that might cause more frequent, you know, doctor visits. Sometimes you might be preparing for a surgery or you know that you're gonna be having a child in the next year, so your costs are very likely going to be higher than a typical year. So you gotta be mindful of how your, what your health is and how things might change from year to year. But on average, you know, that's really, you know, what we see. And so I think it's really important for people to be paying attention to those, you know, those trade-offs as lower premiums might actually mean, you know, all things said and done, more money in their pocket than higher premiums and less out-of-pocket costs. So, right, right. And with, and, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I was going to, I think this kind of leads into when you're talking about these higher deductible plans, uh, a lot of them today are HSA eligible uh, and HSA is a health savings account and uh, they're becoming more and more popular. Uh, one, because they, they typically come with lower premiums for the, the health insurance. Uh, the uh, deductible though is higher. So we're talking about those higher deductible health plans, but they also allow you to save money in an HSA uh, that, you can use for medical costs now or in the future. Yeah, that's really powerful. So to be eligible for an HSA, it's, it is a high deductible health plan, an HDHP, another acronym, 
but it also has some other nuances than other high deductible health plans. It can't be a copay plan. So to be eligible for the health savings account option, it can't be a copayment, a, co a plan with copayments. So right. it's just something for people to be aware of. They might have a high deductible plan, but they have copays and that would preclude them from being able to utilize a health savings account. Right, right. You as the patient uh, has to pay out, out of pocket before up to the deductible amount before the insurance company starts paying. So that's why a copayment uh, doesn't work in this, this case because you're paying $20, but the insurance company is paying $100 for the services. And so that's not eligible for HSA benefit. But yeah, yeah. And exactly. so, so when we're seeing these plans, what we're seeing is the HSA eligible plans are significantly in many cases, lower monthly costs than the gold, the silver, the, the high-end plans, which means, you know, could be savings in the thousands and thousands of dollars per year. Uh, so that's one, you know, kind of one thing to, to be aware of. Uh, but then there's the HSA cost, the HSA that you're talking about that also provide right. benefits for people. Can you explain what those are? Yeah, so the, the big benefit for the HSA is it is the only triple tax advantaged account out there. Right. So when we think of what does that mean? Triple tax advantage. Uh, so one, the you make contributions to the HSA like you would make contributions to your 401k or IRA account. Uh, those contributions are tax deductible. And unlike an IRA, there's no income limit that you have to be able to deduct those contributions. So anyone who has an HSA, no matter their income level, can deduct the contributions they make uh, to the HSA in the current tax year. It's a huge benefit. Uh, second trip uh, tax advantage is that the money in the HSA account can then grow tax deferred or tax free. So there, as you can invest the money in the HSA account, just like you can invest in an IRA, and that money then the earnings, the growth, capital gains, that you earn on those investments is not taxed. That's the second tax advantage. The third tax advantage is you can take that money out of the HSA to pay for medical expenses and it, you're not taxed on it then either. So this is money that you will never pay taxes on and it's the only account out there like it. Usually with an IRA, you're gonna pay taxes when you take it out in retirement. Or if you have a Roth IRA, you've already paid taxes on that money. But this is one of those accounts that's uh, you know, a really uh, great wealth builder. Uh, if if uh, an HSA plan works for you, so uh, it's a fabulous account. I, I, if it it's, uh, if it works for you, definitely consider it. Yeah, and I think I think it's great. And I think a couple other things. So for a, a family moving into twenty twenty one. A family can contribute if they all are a participant or in the HSA. If there's a family plan, you can contribute seven thousand two hundred dollars to mm -hmm. the HSA. So that's one thing. So that seventy two hundred dollars that you contribute is a will then be reduce your taxable income by seventy two hundred dollars. In California, there's not the same tax deduction, but other states do pro provide for the tax deduction. You still get it federally on your tax return, uh, which is really good to be aware of. And the other thing that I think is, is 
what we encourage our clients to do if they're planning appropriately and they manage their cash, th that this account is not spent. Many people get this health savings account and they put in money and then they've got thousands of dollars in their checking and savings accounts and then you look on their tax return and it says that they spent all of the money, they took distributions from all of the HSA that they put in for the year on their co-pays and deductibles and health insurance costs, right. which defeats that tax-free growth and benefit, which has significant value. You know, seven thousand dollars if that could double and triple over the next twenty years, you're avoiding capital gains. You're avoiding interest income, and you know, don't use that debit card if you can afford not to. You know, don't use the HSA if you can afford not to. Keep your receipts, save them, put them online for the future. And then when you need the money, you can cash them out in the future uh, tax-free, but let that wealth building component really grow for you, I think is something that we'd like to stress. Now, if people right. don't have cash in their bank, then yeah, being on this plan, you might be using it for your medical expenses. But if you yeah. park money outside, use your excess cash, use your saving, your 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 monthly liquidity and, and to pay for your medical expenses if you can afford to. Mm -hmm. Can't this is a, it's an emergency fund for medical expenses. So yep. those are the things exactly that we encourage. So I think in Norman and I's conversation and how we've evaluated these plans, in many cases in California, the, the health insurance marketplace is different from state to state. But in California, oftentimes we see thousands and thousands of dollars of tax savings for families choosing an HSA plan, when you add up the premium savings, the tax savings and the, uh, the, the contributions. And what I also find interesting is that even in the really high, the scary high cost medical years, if you have a surgery, we see those plans, all expenses considered being more costly than the out of pocket, the, than, the, than the high, the, than the, you know, low high deductible plans. So right, right. like, in both cases, you're better off, high out-of-pocket or low out-of-pocket years. So it's, uh, yeah, have you seen that? You have to run the numbers. Yep. You, know, you gotta run some numbers and, and see what the, the true net cost is. You yep. know, assuming you do have a high cost year, maybe there's a hospital visit or you're having a baby even. Uh, you know, that it can seem like a scary thing to have to pay for all those costs up to the deductible and out-of-pocket maximum. Uh, but the cost savings on the premium and the tax savings on the HSA contributions, a lot of times works out better. Yep. And, yeah. And even the differentials in the co-insurance, like all those things make right. it. And so you got to do the math because we're not talking 50 yep. bucks. We're talking thousands and thousands of dollars for a family uh, that this, this is really important. So I think we covered health insurance. If you have questions, please reach out to us about it. I know Norman or myself can absolutely help you figure out what you have going on. Now, beyond that, yeah. you know, anything related in the employee benefits world, because you know, not only are you know, business owners or individuals you know, getting, you know, doing the health insurance, but a lot of companies are sending out, you got to enroll in your benefits between now and November 15th or December 1st. So what are some of the things that right. people should be thinking about as a as a you know, as it relates to their benefit planning. Yeah. Um, so a lot of employers uh, today, when you get your benefits package, you're offered a supplemental life insurance plan through your employer. 
uh, it can be tempting to enroll in that. Uh, and it, it may be a good option if, if you're not in the best of health and you may have a hard time getting life insurance on your own, that may be something to consider. But for most, usually for healthy people, uh, they're gonna get better life insurance rates going to a reputable life insurance company and getting term life insurance on their own. Uh, usually the costs are lower, the premiums are actually lower by going and getting it on your own. The premiums are fixed, meaning they don't go up every year. Uh, and, and so you can lock in a really low uh, life insurance rate uh, you know, at your current age by going out and getting it on your own. Whereas in the company provided life insurance plans, typically the premiums go up as you get older and they can go up significantly double, triple what you're paying now. So if you're healthy, we'd recommend considering getting a life insurance policy uh, on your own outside of the company. Uh, so that, that's one thing uh, that we see a lot. Um, uh, you know, another benefit a lot of employers are offering these days is a legal benefit. Mm. And essentially that uh, is, allows you access to an attorney for various kinds of uh, legal issues that come up in your life. Uh, one, of the one, one of the things that uh, we typically recommend to our clients is if you have a legal benefit option and you don't have your estate planning done, this is a really low cost way to get that done. Uh, a lot of times we see legal benefit premiums of around eight to $15 a month yep. uh, through the payroll deductions. And you know, that's, couple hundred dollars for the year. Whereas if you go to an attorney to get your estate planning done, maybe 2000 to $3,000. So huge savings you can get uh, by enrolling in your legal benefit and having your estate planning done uh, if you haven't done it yet. That's, that's a good one. Um, absolutely. Uh, absolutely. And that would mean getting a revocable living trust, getting your wills, getting your powers of attorney, uh, you know, for healthcare and, and financial right. things that you put off, but perhaps by enrolling in that legal benefit, it'll, you know, compel you to get that complete. Cause once the next yeah. enrollment period goes around and you got your estate planning done, you can, you don't need to enroll again and stop paying that eight to 15 bucks. So it's a, right. that could save you thousands of dollars. So I think it's a great thing and really put in some valuable documents and uh, planning for your own family and legacy. Yeah, definitely. Um, another benefit a lot of employers offer is a long-term disability plan. Mm. Uh, you know, these company provided plans aren't as strong as a plan that you can get on your own in the private market. However, they are very cost effective. And so you can you know, get a, a, a good, decent disability, long-term disability policy through your company at a relatively low cost. Uh, one thing that we would recommend, uh, a little uh, tweak, if you will, to, to the plan. A lot of them, some employers allow you to uh, pay for those premiums with after-tax dollars. So you have the, the option sometimes to do pre-tax, which means it's, it's not the, what you pay is there's, you don't pay any tax on it, uh, or you do it after-tax. So if you do the long-term disability after-tax, the benefit of that is if you do become disabled and you're getting a, a monthly uh, benefit payment, that monthly benefit payment is not taxable. 
huge. So if you're getting uh, you know, a $3,000 monthly benefit from your disability insurance and you're having to pay taxes on that, you know, you could be paying 20, 30% of that is going to go to taxes. Whereas if you did choose the after-tax long-term disability premium payment, then you're not paying taxes on that $3,000 monthly income and it's all yours. So that one little uh, option choice that you have can make a a big difference. Um, You know, some employers offer discounts. They've negotiated discounts with wireless carriers or computer suppliers or office suppliers. Check to see if your company uh, has negotiated discounts that you could be eligible for to save money. Um, And, uh, you know, another one would be some companies, public companies, uh, offer an employee stock purchase plan where if you buy into the company through the stock purchase plan, uh, they may give you a discount on the stock or they may contribute uh, additional money on your behalf to buy more stock. Uh, that, that could be a, a, a great thing to consider if you have some extra money to invest. Um, so yeah, so definitely look through your, your benefits package, uh, consider the, the benefits that are out there. Uh, there are definitely some, some good benefits to, to take advantage of. Yeah. And so I think to, to summarize, like there's things out there that could save you lots of money, uh, protect yourself even further. And, uh, you know, there's things that in those packages that can help you build wealth or it's the employee stock purchase plan and buying things at a discount. But you should also have a plan around when you will sell and how you realize that versus just putting money at risk. So there's, there's planning to be done. And it's not just about what you enroll in. It's what you you don't enroll in because, you know, we also see people right. enrolling in things that are just a waste of money that don't really add any value. And so, you know, right. it's important that you revisit things from year to year. Right. And understand each year does this still make sense for me and how do I not waste money mm-hmm. on benefits that aren't really valuable uh, for yourself so yeah. great great overview Norman really appreciate it I know this is uh, an important time and uh, important financially for people so um, you know I know you're available Norman at illuminationwealth.com to, to help people out and I'm sure we'll be back with more uh, tips and insights on how to make the best of your financial life uh, going forward Thanks, Norman. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks, Matt. Yeah, we'll do it again soon. All right. All right, take care. Have a good one.